We kick off with race number five, 7, 10 p.m. Eastern. Some fine dinnertime degeneracy for those of us in Saratoga Springs. We've got two-year-old Calbred maidens going six furlongs. Obviously, you may change what you say here, Frank, based on what you see, tote, paddock, etc. But from this far out, what numbers were going to be on your tickets to kick this thing off? Yeah, you know, it's funny. Every time I hop on a Del Mar podcast with you, Pete, I go, man, the sequence is really tough. And let's <laughs> say it again, man, the yeah. sequence is really tough. But this one is really, really tough. Um, you know, I, I am so mad at number nine, Dr. No-No, the favorite. I don't know if you remember, Pete, but when you were out here, we were uh, playing the pick five, and this was the only leg that we lost. We ended up going yep. four of five in, in the do- – in that sequence, we had four horses in the Dr. No-No race, including Dr. No-No, and we got beat by a Steve Knapp runner at 32 to 1. <laughs> uh, so that was very frustrating. So I'm a little mad at that horse. I feel like Dr. No-No owes us some money. <laughs> and what's even more worse, it was even worse, is, uh, you know, I do uh, some database notes with Tom Quigley, and his his comment about this horse was, how did he lose? So it's 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 even more stinging to go back and relive that defeat uh, since we had you know the second and third third and fourth and fifth place horses in that race, but we didn't have the thirty-two to one winner. But I will say this: as bad as that horse looked on paper last time, uh, Mises Express did come back on Friday here in a stakes race and ran a very good third. So I think that Frank's Doctor No Nos form a little bit. I'll give him a pass. It was his first start. Uh, he should definitely improve today. He's got tactical speed. Uh, I'm not going to throw the baby out with the bathwater and be bitter about that last one. So I will use Dr. No-No as an A uh, and as the most likely winner here. Um, I don't have anything clever about any of the firsters, you know, like you said, Tote, Paddock, Quigley's tweets, all that fun stuff. Uh, but I, I am also going to use uh, number two, Chrome Flash, as an A. Um, you know, I use Optics EQ religiously, and um, I, Optics has some very good notes from this horse's debut. Um, I thought it was pretty pretty good, too. The horse had a lot of trouble, yet still ran a very good race. I like that Paula Capestro, who always does well here at Del Mar, under the radar, uh, adding blinkers today. I can see this one being very prominent early and, and tough late with that one start under the belt. So I'm going with two second-time starters as my A's, and I... I, like you said, I will throw other horses into the mix based on real-time uh, information while I'm at the track before the sequence starts. I was thinking of just being bold and singling Dr. No-No, the key thing for me. Yeah, I went there to win the race and didn't. But when you see a trainer like Coroner that has a bigger-than-average split between first-time starters and second-time starters, that makes me think the horse was just a little bit short for the debut, sure. despite being hammered into uh, whatever it was, seven-to-five favoritism there. But I, I was going to give one more chance, and if it goes wrong, come back and play the pick five. I just I like <laughs> singling in the first leg in a situation like this from a from a pure game theory point of view. Obviously, I reserve the right to throw some backups in if based on that real-time info you noted before. Race yeah. number six, we're going a mile on the turf for these $50,000 claimers. Uh, any more uh, Any more of conviction here in terms of maybe being able to narrow it down to a single, or did we have to spread around a little bit? Uh, I am going to have it. I, I try, what I tried to do in this sequence is I tried to be very, very narrow with my A's, and, and get. you'll see I have a couple of really big prices later in the sequence. 
Um, I felt pretty good about this race. Um, I know, you know, the, the morning line, four to one favorite, five to one, six to one, very, very high odds on a lot of these horses because it's such a competitive race. But I think there's a lot of speed in here. And I'm looking for the horse who's going to get the best ground saving trip uh, tracking a fast pace. And that's number one spirit maker. Uh, you know, I look down at my form and, and all I see are this horse's final quarter mile time circle. So I know this horse can come home really fast. Last time he came home in under um, under 23 seconds, which is really fast for the claiming levels. I know it was a super, super slow pace, so he should have come home fast. But still, that was pretty quick and there was no way he can make up ground uh, the, how slow they went early. Uh, I think that horse is sitting on a really big race. I love that Berrio sticks around. Uh, you know, I expect Burn and Turf to go gun hard from the 10 hole. Expect a couple of others to, to go out there. I think I think Spirit Maker gets the winning trip. And, and the way Berrios is riding this turf course gives me a lot of confidence in the horse. So that will be my single A. Um, I might get a little spready underneath. Um, I think number four, Kennebec, uh, has a shot. Uh, another strong closer in the race. So I, I will use that horse as a B. And then let me just say this, you know, uh, the first two weeks, it was impossible to win on or near the lead on the turf course. That has changed dramatically. You know, they start moving the rail settings out and all that stuff. Speed has played a lot better on the turf course, uh, especially in turf sprints. I mean, that should come as no surprise. You want speed in turf sprints, but uh, going long, speed has held a lot more. So I might use a couple of forwardly placed horses, even though this race should have a quick pace. I do think these horses, um, you know, don't, they don't have to be on the lead, so they can kind of sit off a little bit, uh, but be in that first flight uh, where a lot of the horses have been winning on the turf course, late, uh, course of late. And that's number three, Don't Swear Dave. Huge price at 15 to one. And then number nine, ex Exhalation. Oh, hold on. Let me say, I think I might have put a typo there in my notes. That can't possibly <laughs> be the name. Exaltation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, <clears throat> no great price there with this eight-year-old uh, gelding, but, you know, Peter Erton is on fire. Hernandez rides. Clearly, last time was a prep, sprinting, stretching out now. So I think that horse has a big shot as well. But I really like I really like uh, number one spirit maker. I might even make that horse my, frankly speaking, spot play of the day on Sunday. So I like it. A little sneak preview and the same one that I had on top. And it's a pretty simple angle. Just gets into race flow stuff. This is a horse that I thought was compromised last out, last out closing into those blue time form US fractions. And now you mentioned how, you know, speed from the outside here, speed from mid pack in the form of Eastern ocean. Maybe you don't swear Dave as well. This thing could really hot up and to save ground and come swinging and running down the center in the lane. I like spirit makers chances quite yeah. a bit in this spot. I did also have exultation in the mix um, second start, uh, in a, in a long while. I mean, there's been 65 days between, but still the horse I could envision getting an absolutely perfect stalk and pounce journey in this spot. And then lure him in, I thought was a little bit interesting. Now this is a horse that, um, has had some good setups and not quite gotten the job done in the past, but I really like the cutback to a flat mile for lure him in should also save ground should also come running. So I, that, those were the numbers I was the most interested in. One, nine, and two. I had written down a, a push on the one and then four, three, and nine for you, Frank. Does that sound about right? Is four, three, nine. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Now, Loraman is a cool horse. I mean, talk about a, a, an old warrior. This horse just always shows up and fires, uh, you know, 
always right there. So, uh, you know, I, I, I could see a world in that a world in which that horse wins today. Um, but, you know, like like we both said, I think the race should go through the one. So let's see if we can get out of there. And we're uh, both against the, the big layoff runner, Hurricane Cloud. I mean, on paper, makes plenty of sense. But, I, you know, 449 days, that, that just put me off. And, and Colt Barn as well. What, what did yeah. you think about that one? I, I was going to say, as much as I, I like Papa Padroma, he's done a terrific job. You know, his, it doesn't seem like his horses are fully cranked up at the moment. Uh, that could change in a heartbeat. You know, he's got a lot of seconds and thirds, but that one for 38 is tough to swallow. And I typically don't mind long layoff horses on the turf, but I don't know. There's just something about this one that just makes me want to stay away. You know, uh, bringing the horse back as a waiver claim, maybe using this as a prep because the horse can't get claimed away for 50, not running for a tag because of that long layoff. So I was kind of thinking this might be a leg stretcher and look for this horse either, uh, you know, closing weekend or, you know, when Santa Anita starts. Cal bread allowance types go a mile on the dirt in race number seven. Who will be on your tickets? This is such a weird race. I mean, look at all these horses. you got a bunch of horses who've been running on turf. You've got some horses who've never routed before. It's very confusing to me. The only horse who ran uh, on the dirt and at a mile last time was Cowboy Mike. And he ended up breaking his maiden, but he got put up via DQ. So he didn't even win the race. So it's very confusing. But I will say that I did think Cowboy Mike ran really, really well, stuck down inside against the bias. So, um, you know, even though I say he didn't win the race, he he did run a winning race. But he's the only horse who, you know, kind of has form at this, uh, you know, configuration. It's so strange to me. So I'm going to take I'm going to take a shot with a big price in here as as an A. At number three, Love Candy, 15 to one. You know, I did the Golden Hour uh, pick four analysis write-ups for Santa Anita. So I got to know the Golden Gate uh, people very well. And let me tell you this, Samuel Calvario off a claim was an automatic bet for me at Golden Gate. I mean, the dude, he, he just knows what to do after he claims a horse. Uh, I know Del Mar is a far cry from Golden Gate, but you know, if you look at the stats with a fairly large sample size, he's 50% off the claim. So how can you not, you know, focus on a horse like that? Plus, I think he fits. You know, last year he beat open allowance foes up at Golden Gate. And I like that his best races have come going a mile. I know he's over two on dirt, but, you know, there were so many question marks with all of the other horses in here that I think this could be a, a real separator race. So I was going to use that horse as my lone A in Love here it. and see if I can, 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 you know, get out alive with a huge price. But, um, you know, that being said, I will have some bees, including another big price horse, number six, Gypsy Tears. It's tough to know if this horse, you know, will be as effective going two turns. He might just be a closing sprinter, but his come home time suggests that, you know, a route of ground shouldn't be that much of an issue. And he's only one of three horses in the race with a win on the dirt. So, I was going to use him, and I was going to use the other two dirt winners, Devil Be Me, number four, and number eight, Cowboy Mike. But this is a very confusing race for me. I love the top pick that you've put forth. I didn't come up with Love Candy, but everything you're saying, I'm going to nick that one. I was boring. I just thought Devil Be Me was going to get an absolutely perfect trip in behind the presumptive speed of Invronsky style and Cowboy Mike and just come calling on the turn. And, and I was thinking it might be lights out, but love your cases on those big long shots, the three and the six, and certainly can't fault the idea of Cowboy Mike as a deeper backup as well. But yeah, I, I love your read on that race and, 
definitely going to be uh, getting involved with some of those prices in addition to my obvious forerunner in there who you have in the mix as well. Let's go to the eighth race, three-year-old allowance horses going a mile on the turf, and we've got a field of 12 signed on in this one. What can we expect to see happen out there? Yeah, you know, I thought this was a very competitive race, and I, it wouldn't shock me if any one of these won, won the race, but I really like number eight, Smart Code. Uh, that That's my top pick, and I think he's the most likely winner. Uh, his one win came at a mile, so you can just draw a line through his last two races. Uh, one of them was a turf sprint uh, down the hill at six and a half, and then the other one was eight and a half furlongs, and he was right there. He had the lead, and he just got a little tired, you know, the eight and a half furlong distance is, is very tricky here at Del Mar because, you know, they don't run that distance at Santa Anita. They go a mile and then they go right to a mile and an eighth. So, um, you know, sometimes you have horses who are just true milers and have good Santa Anita form. They try to do the eight and a half furlongs at, at Del Mar. And you think, oh, what, what the heck? An extra half furlong is not that big of a deal. Well, it kind of is. So and I think it is a big deal with this horse, because if you look, uh, you know, that one race that he had at Santa Anita in a mile when he you know, broke his maiden from the 10 hole it was very, very impressive. So I, I think that horse is sitting on a big race, third start of the form cycle. And, you know, Mark Glatt's no dummy. He sees that Pratt's coming to town and that was probably his first phone call. Hey, you want to ride my horse? So uh, no knock to Kyle Frey. I like Kyle Frey a lot, but you know, you get a, you get a pretty, pretty sizable jock upgrade here on, on that horse, who I think is the most likely winner. Uh, if you want to go a little deeper, um, you could use number five, XJ Rascal. You could use number nine, Zabul. You can use ten, number 10 for a laugh. Those are all decent mid-price horses. But let me throw a bomber in the mix, too, just to talk about, you know, try to come up with fuzzy, clever horses. Number 217, Black. I will definitely use this horse as a B. Uh, I know the horse had to go to Golden Gate to break his maiden, but then draw a line through his first try against winners here at Del Mar. He was facing older foes, and that's a, that's a great angle that a lot of people don't pay attention to. When these three-year-olds face older allowance horses and then come back and they're facing you know, their own restricted age group, that's a, that's a big thing for me. I, they always seem to run better. So I'm not saying this horse is going to win, but I do think 17 Black could outrun his odds. And also, he was running 11 furlongs in that race. So uh, he'll be fit. He'll appreciate the return to the three-year-olds. And, you know, he's not far off some of the other, you know, secondary contenders, and he's 30 to 1. So that, that's a must-use on my ticket as a B-horse. A, uh, a compelling case for one that would light up the tote board for sure. I'm with you on smart code. I really don't have much to add. Eye-catching jockey booking should get the absolutely perfect trip. And if things really heat up, feels like Zabul might be the one to benefit. I thought that was a tempting one to throw in at that eight to one. So I had it eight, nine, but very much interested in uh, taking another and longer look at some of these big prices you mentioned, especially number two, 17 black off those subtle angles and our our old buddy David Hoffman's yes. uh, calling the shots for that one too. Oh, we, we've had some scores over the years with him at some pretty big prices. Yeah, I mean David Hoffman's is you know he's was one of the better trainers on the circuit for a very very long time. Uh, he obviously has you know a lot lot less stock to work with these days, but he still knows how to train a horse. So I'm no not doubt. too worried about his his limited his limited statistics. So. Uh, yeah, that'd be nice to see David back in the winner's circle. Race nine, maiden claiming 50, Calbred fillies and mares, six furlongs on the dirt. We are oversubscribed. Who gets the money? Well, I'm going to say that this is a very special race for, for me. 
I know it's only a state bred uh, claimer, fifty thousand dollar maiden claimer, but uh, we actually have this horse named after uh, King Odie, who was uh, Terry's dog, who passed away a few months ago. And Delmar was kind enough to allow us to to name a race in his honor. That's here so cool. Delmar. Yeah, Delmar on Sunday. So we have a bunch of people coming out on the track to celebrate Odie, who is you know just <clears throat> the coolest dog ever. So. Uh, this I'll be watching this race very intently, and I hope I can have the winner. But <clears throat> like you said, an oversubscribed field, 15 fillies and mares. They're they're being put up for sale for 50,000. I have a very difficult time with these mid-level maiden claimers. They're so tough because none of them have really found their level yet, right? You have a bunch of droppers who clearly aren't good enough to win special weights, and then you have a bunch of horses who might have run well, you know, for 20 or 30, and are now jump, jumping up to 50. So very tough for me to find that middle ground when it comes to class handicapping. Uh, because I was so tight with my A's earlier, I was going to spread here uh, on my top line, and I'm just going to use the, the four maiden special weight droppers. Number one, see her beauty. Number four, hey, barmaid. And number nine, I'm a risque girl. And then I'll throw a sneaky one in here. Uh, number 10, Hollywood Rumor, 20 to one on the line. That seems just, just crazy to me. Um, you know, she ran evenly against these types last year, uh, got laid up, and now she switches barns. And let me tell you, Rolando Canones, do not sleep on this guy. He is very sneaky. He won a couple of races here at Del Mar last year at big prices. Again, no knock to Lloyd Wicker, but Lloyd Wicker had this horse last year. Now being trained by Rolando Canones, KG trainer, adds blinkers, horse gets Lasix for the first time. Love that bullet work coming into this race. That horse is very, very sneaky to me. Um, do not leave that horse off your ticket. So those are my four A's. Uh, you know, the, the, like I said, the maiden special weight droppers and then number 10 Hollywood rumor morning line 20 to one. Fix stuff there as well. Getting some fuzzies in every. Yeah. And shots you can make a case for, you know, that's that. So that's a attack. Yeah, that well, that's how you get paid, right? <laughs> yeah, I thought had that. Needed to be used in this spot as well. I, I was looking six nine. Um, I had I wrote you down one four nine ten. Is that about right? Uh, let me see. One, four, nine, ten. Yeah, four A's across the top, and that's it for me. Um, you know, and I feel like I can do that because I do have those single A's earlier in the sequence. One more race to talk about. It's our nightcap, and we've got uh, slated starter allowance foes a mile on the turf. It'd be a huge race for that LRF cares contest. But obviously, hey, right here, we're worried about how we're going to get paid in this pick six. Who is it going to be? I feel like I could, you and I could talk about every horse in this race and give a reason why that horse is going to win. That's how tough this starter allowance is. Um, I, I Hats off to anyone out there who could zero in on just one horse and say this is the horse who's going to win. Um, <clears throat> I had a very tough time with this race, but uh, you know I'm going to try and make a case for a, another price here. Uh, number 10, Vagabond Shoes. Uh, why does the best turf rider in the colony – end up on a three-year-old who hasn't been seen since February. And look who that trainer is again, Rolando Quinones. You know, I love when a small barn shows up on a date with two or three horses enter. 
I just like they have that circled in the condition book. They know what their stock is and they're ready to send out a horse and get a winner, you know, send out a couple of horses and get a winner. Um, again, I told you, Canona's is super sneaky. Uh, he knows what to do with a horse. This horse, this horse was very impressive in the maiden breaker back in February in a turf sprint, uh, rated kindly off the pace and, you know, exploded late to get up and win and broke the maiden at 17 to one at first asking, uh, I mean, sorry, at seven to one at first asking, I think this horse has it has a huge shot in here and you're getting the currently the best turf rider uh, in the colony as far as I'm concerned. Don't like the 10 hole, but I know that Berrios, if he can if he can get the rail, he will. So he'll do everything possible to give this horse the best trip. Uh, you know, we might get burned by the 10 post, but, you know, 12 to 1 built into the price. Uh, I was going to use him as an A and then, uh, you know, I'll use a couple of more for some added coverage underneath. Number one, GoldenEye. Number five, National Road. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to get too spready in here, even though I can make a case for a lot of these horses. Um, but, you know, again, I wanted to just try and be very clever. I thought there were a lot of competitive races today and uh, look for horses that are, are going to try and separate you from the pack in this in this very competitive sequence. No nines for you, huh? Talis was the one that I wanted. I thought, now, granted, DeSormos probably, arguably, but probably moved a little too quick on this horse two times in a row. But I was thinking, cutting back to the mile, having ridden the beast twice with a race that should set up, he might really be able to uh, Goldilocks this thing and, and, and get it just right. You have, I mean, you said you could make a case for any of them, but uh, do, do you give that one any any? particular consideration to put on tickets? Yeah, no, I have a mark next to the horse and I have a down arrow, which means I think the horse will, you know, is, 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 uh, would be an exotics horse for me. Uh, yeah. But the horse could absolutely win. You know, DeSormo had a really good day on Friday, uh, starting to pick up his confidence riding. Well, this horse is fired in all three, you know, all three of his starts since Hess claimed the horse. So yeah, this horse absolutely has a chance. Um, I just thought, you know, kind of what you see is what you get here. You know what, what kind of race this horse is going to run. So with the Canones horse, I, I still think there's a lot of upside. I think that horse could really make a big jump forward today. Uh, so that's kind of why I went in that direction. But yeah, Talos is certainly usable. I had that one in National Road. Big layoff, but I feel like the work tips the hand and you're not going to waste the call on Pratt if yeah. if the if the horse isn't ready off that 336-day layoff. So, yeah, I feel so uncreative compared to some of the really cool ideas you have. But what I'm going to do is just, you know, mix and match between yep. our two picks and put a ticket together. Hopefully we can take down this mandatory payout pick six at Del Mar on Sunday. Really appreciate your time here this morning, Frank, and uh, looking forward to continuing to read Frankly Speaking which you can find in the moneypodcast.com slash plus. And uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to chat about races some more next week. I love it. Hopefully we'll be talking about how we hit this sequence. So that's the plan. That's <laughs> the plan. Enjoy, enjoy the race today. What a great tribute um, and have fun out there. And we'll be talking soon. All right, Pete. Thanks, man. For Frank Scatoni, for our friends at Little Red Feather and Little Red Feather Cares, as well as Del Mar, I'm Peter Thomas Fornatel. May you win all your photos.